Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good Morning Football! Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football! We're live in New York City. It's Friday, January 6th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager and Jason McCourty. Guys, yesterday we heard from two doctors yep. in Cincinnati awesome. that gave everybody news that we've been waiting for all week in the NFL. It was that DeMar Hamlin was making significant progress over the last 24 hours. We are going to get to that. There's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. today. Uh, the league also announced last night that the Week 17 Bills Bengals game will not be resumed. There's a lot to unpack there as well. And we're going to look ahead to Week 18 and how it affects the playoffs. We're going to get to it all. But first, let's talk about DeMar Hamlin and what Mm -hmm. we learned yesterday about his status. With that, we are going to bring in Cameron Wolf, who has been outside the University of Cincinnati Medical Center all week long. And, of course, Mike Giardi has been in Orchard Park handling the Bills side of things as the team returns to practice and prepares for the weekend ahead. Cam, we'll jump to Cincinnati first. Please, please tell us the latest about DeMar Hamlin's condition. Yeah, Jamie, amazing was the word I was told from the family yesterday to describe their mood as they heard that DeMar Hamlin was not only making substantial improvement and that he was neurologically intact, but that he was also moving his hands and his feet and able to communicate via writing and follow commands. This was the news that they were waiting to hear for a long period of time. And look, we still have a period of ways to go before he is fully ready to exit the hospital. But this is amazing, amazing news. And I'm told the family's spent a lot of time processing this information, holding DeMar's hand as he held back and really sharing with him the overwhelming support he's received from people throughout the NFL here in Cincinnati and across America. And look, we're outside of UC Hospital, which actually lit up their signs blue overnight here in support of DeMar Hamlin. And we talk about that support. DeMar Hamlin's Chasing M Foundation has now reached over $7.75 million. And the doctors mentioned yesterday 
yesterday. Look, he's going to be able to buy a lot of toys with that money. They told him that. And I want to tell you a little bit more about that foundation because the, the family is very thankful of all the donations. They're working on changing it into a nonprofit, but they also encourage people to donate to the UC Medical Center behind us and the first responders that saved his life. And I reached out to the hospital to get a little bit more information on how to do that. And once I get an answer, I'll provide a little bit more to you guys with that. But look, as we talk about DeMar Hamlin's status, he's still in critical condition and they're still working to improve his breathing, get the breathing tube out. But this is remarkable, remarkable news. And I think I will remember what the doctor said about his brain, because that was certainly a concern at some point. They said not only is he neurologically intact, he appears to be whole and that all things are moving in full cylinders ahead. And now here's more from the doctors. As of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very proud to report that. Very happy for him and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization. I don't think that we could emphasize enough the immediate medical response. The fact that he had highly trained professionals from the Buffalo Bills, in addition to having paramedics, emergency physicians, respiratory therapists, all right at his bedside in less than a minute from the collapse. That speaks to that ability that demonstrates that he had good perfusion to his brain that led to, to no identifiable neurologic deficit. I just want to follow up on something you said that DeMar spoke last night. Can you speak yeah, to that? I can clarify. He did not speak. Um, he was able to communicate uh, in writing um, and he is uh, unable to speak with us yet as he uh, still has a breathing tube in and we're still assisting him with uh, ventilation. Uh, so the, um, you know, when he was communicating with us uh, last night and then again today, that's been in writing. And, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, DeMar, you won. You've won the game of life. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. Hearing that quote that you've won, you've won the game of life is going to be something that's going to be embedded in all of our minds forever. And look, we had a lot of hope. The family had a lot of hope and optimism, but this is the most positive news that they could possibly receive in regards to DeMar Hamlin. And I'm told the family is just overwhelmed with excitement. And as we move forward right now, they're focused on, as the doctors mentioned, getting that breathing tube out and continuing to improve his respiratory and his neurological commands. But as of now, the doctors said this is something that is absolutely amazing news and for all of us across America people in Cincinnati everyone has been smiling from ear to ear great news unbelievable news and Cameron we know you've been there since Monday night when you went from the game thinking you were just covering a game in the press box to being in front of that hospital and in that hospital and interviewing all the key parties firsthand. We really appreciate your work on yet another early morning. Mike Giardi, you've been on the ground in Orchard Park since this horrific event. Got some better news this morning. We're smiling here. How are the Bills approaching today as, oh yeah, they've got a football game Sunday against the Patriots to play? Well, the players and Sean McDermott, who spoke yesterday, all talked about the news giving them such a great jolt of energy and allowing them to return to just a little bit of normalcy. And again, they're still thinking about DeMar. Josh Allen referenced yesterday when he was talking, we understand DeMar still has a long way to go, that there's a fight ahead for him. 
but to hear and they're getting daily Zoom updates, hourly Zoom updates, really, as news becomes available from the doctors or from Brandon Bean, who stayed in Cincinnati with DeMar and his family, that every time they get one of those, it's been good news and that just allows them to focus a little bit more and feel a little bit better about their situation. As I reported yesterday, when they went out to practice, they had music going, which wasn't the case when they had their walkthrough on Wednesday. There was a little bit different vibe. The team released a video because we weren't allowed to be out there at practice. None of the stations were. And some pictures as well. And you saw some of the defensive backs holding up the three and making the heart sign with their hands. So he's still with them very much so but they are trying to return to football because they have a game to play on Sunday. And I I think the one thing I was struck by yesterday, that they're tired emotionally and physically. And I think you saw that on their faces. You saw that with the reactions yesterday, the, the wide range of emotions, Sean McDermott tearing up, Josh Allen tearing up. There was a moment of brevity when someone's phone went off and it was the You Can Call Me Al song, Paul Simon, that led to a joke from McDermott and some laughs and smiles. But mostly what I saw was wear and tear on these men because we know what they've been through. We know what they saw on the field and it was horrifying. And to try to rebuild and refill the tank quickly now, as we heard Friday and there's a game at one o'clock on Sunday, I think it's challenging. And Mitch Moore said, like, it's a blessing to be able to play on Sunday. But as for how it will go, ask me on Monday, because I don't really think they know how they're going to react and how they're going to feel and how much they're going to have playing in terms of energy and preparation. And look, they've admitted they're playing for DeMar. And that's what he would want. That's, as Mario Hamlin said, that's what he would want. Finish your goals. Go after what you set out to be. Sean McDermott said we've overcome a lot of obstacles and we have to overcome this one. But I am really curious to see how this team re-energizes itself as they have to get ready for a game. It's uh, very difficult. I, I can't I can't imagine what they're what they're going through trying to do it. And I think they kind of gave us a window into the conflict of emotions and energy that that's necessary for this. I think it's an honest and a real reaction from Mitch Morse to say it that way because this has been a long week. And now they got to go ahead and do that on Sunday, play on Sunday. It's a lot. Cam Wolf, Mike Giardi, thank you so much for everything you've done for us all week. We really appreciate it. The Bills tweeted out yesterday that, of course, they're back at it, and they're doing this all for three. There have been a lot of images of DeMar Hamlin holding up that heart. Now everybody's trying to do it for him and recreate that, which is a fantastic look. It's fair to say we were all thrilled to hear the positive news yesterday about DeMar Hamlin's improving condition, but not nearly as thrilled as his teammates and coach were. Here's Josh Allen and head coach Sean McDermott from yesterday. Again, we heard that news this morning, and there's nothing that that could have been told to us to bring our day down. You know, we're extremely happy for him and his family. We just want to love up on him, you know, so the next chance we get, I don't know when it's going to be, if we get to see him anytime soon, man, it's going to be awesome. Do you truly believe in your hearts that the Buffalo Bills are ready to play a football game right now? Well, I'll start. I do. Yeah, I, I do as well. I mean, the news we received today in particular was a huge lift. And again, I, I respect these guys are the ones on the field playing. I'm standing on the sideline, Dana, so it's, it's, it's different for me. There's an added dimension for them on the field. So I'll just yield to Josh, and you can explain. Yeah. Again, Mario talking to us as a team and the things that he told us and really didn't tell us, he demanded us. You know, and you, you can't not honor his, his request to go out there and charge forward you know, to the best of our abilities. And obviously we'll be playing with, I guess, less heavy hearts now, knowing that you know, today's news was a lot, of, a lot of tears of joy, I'll tell you that. But to know that. That's what he wants. That's what his dad wants. I think guys are uh, excited to get out there. 
We really appreciate hearing from those guys. The Mario, of course, that Josh Allen was referring to is DeMar's father, who on Wednesday addressed the entire Bills team remotely. Guys, this has been a big week for yeah. a lot of people within the NFL, outside of the NFL, people that talk about it all the time. What went through your head when you heard this news, when you listened to Josh Allen and Sean McDermott yesterday? For me, especially looking at that last clip of Josh and, and Coach McDermott and the smile that kind of was creeping on Josh's face when he said, love up on him, and the importance of that and his teammate, them knowing that all right, he's progressing, he's getting better. And just the overall mood of the team, hearing that they were at practice, there was music playing, seeing guys smiling. Like, to be able to smile now on a Thursday afternoon after that went down on Monday, the roller coaster of emotions, but then to be out back out there doing something that is normal, that is familiar to them with one another, being able to smile and celebrate that, for me, that brought great joy because I remember that feeling of being out there on the field and the freedom that comes mm. along with it, the relief. And to see that for those guys and to hear Josh talking about it. And then when they ask, are you guys going to be ready? I do. I do think we're going to be ready. This is a team that are playing for something a lot bigger than just a playoff seating, but they're playing for their brother. I, I, I think it's emotional and it, I think it's exciting. I, I'm in a celebratory mood this morning and I think a lot of people are. I know there's a long way to go for him and we don't know what the future is, but the fact is that less than 72 hours after he was being given CPR on an NFL field, he is asking, did we win the game? And doctors are getting questions about when can he go home? They were actually asked, could he play pro football again? Like, we are at that place and that is a great, great place. Um, the doctor was talking about all, this, all the cylinders are firing in his brain. Not only the lights are on, but he's home. Uh, the New York Post, I think, put it perfectly. Hope surges. That's how I feel this morning. And I love seeing Coach and Josh Allen sitting there saying that they're ready to play a football game. And you can just, you can see the weight fall off them. They look exhausted, but at the same time, they look exhilarated. And uh, I feel the same way. I am so happy this morning that we got the, the positive news. I cannot wait for more. Um, I feel great today. Yeah. I, and I hope I feel better even tomorrow. On a Friday morning or a Monday morning, oftentimes I like to come on this show and highlight an unsung coach or an unsung yeah. player. I, I I feel like we just won uh, the biggest game of the season getting this news mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out Nate Bresky, who's the head athletic trainer for the Buffalo Bills, whose team rose to the occasion in a way that we'll never see matched again. When the, the moment came for them to have their best day, they all reacted. And I want to give love to a player, Danny Kellington. Bill's trainer, one of the individuals who is administering the actual CPR on the field. Let's give him some love. Danny Kellington's been with the Bills since 2017. He was at Syracuse from 05 to 2017. This is uh, his first NFL experience was with the Broncos in 99. He's worked his way up. When his moment came, Danny Kellington responded, and the entire Bills training staff, I felt like we should start the day giving them some love as well. We know the doctors and the nurses at UC Medical Center were amazing, yep. but in that moment, moment, that moment where you work your entire career to be thrown into that moment. How are you going to deliver? We celebrate those unsung players, whether it be Malcolm Butler or David Tyree mm. when they do it on the football field. Nate Bresky and his team and Danny Kellington, Bill's trainer, who rushed onto the field and might have saved DeMar Hamlin's life, deserves some love this morning too. Danny Kellington was ready when it was... You guys know where our AED is on the floor here? The machine that brought him back to life. You know where it is? Mm -mm. Everybody needs to know where it is, where you work or when you're at school. It's in our break room. Hmm. If sudden cardiac arrest happens, I, I am so happy this morning, but this is because of Denny Kellington knowing what to do within a minute of this person going into sudden cardiac arrest and an AED, an automated external defibrillator machine being on site within a minute, saving this young man's life and his brain. 
my dad's a cardiologist. Mm. He practiced for 40 years. Heart rhythms were a part of my dinner conversation mm. my entire life. I was watching this game with my dad on Monday night. He did the doctor thing. When it happened, I stood up and I just watched the TV for an hour. And he remained calm. That's what doctors do. That's what we saw from those physicians yesterday. And he, as he left my house on Monday night, he said, they had the AED. He'll be okay. Mm. He'll be okay. And he didn't say much all week to me. I was really shook all week. Everybody was. And now that I remember him saying that and the fact that he didn't say much to me all week really, really rings true. You have to know where your AED is. You have to know what to do when something like this happens in your life because... The American Heart Association says this. This is important. 40% of people who experience a sudden cardiac arrest in a public place do not receive CPR from someone nearby fast enough. He was in the best place, DeMar Hamlin was, at the best time for this awful thing to happen to him, but somebody knew what to do, and they knew where the right machine was. If you're at work, if you're at school, find it, know what to do. We're all celebrating today for a reason because people knew what to do in that moment, and it's vital, and we could easily not be here, but we're here, and it's fantastic, but it's because the right people knew what to do, and this doesn't have to have this ending that we all really, really scared that it was coming, and we're opposite today. We're happy, and Mm -hmm. we're celebrating. It's because of an AED, and it's because because someone knew how to do proper, proper CPR. So just take a look, look around, find it, talk to people about it. It's important. It's important to get somebody there because that's why we have that news set. Good stuff, Jamie. Good job. We're going to break down the playoff picture after the break. That's another thing that's on everybody's minds this morning. We'll get you there. Don't worry. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, <laughs> Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit 
BioToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As we continue to get encouraging updates on the health of DeMar Hamlin, the NFL announced last night the Week 17 game between the Bills and Bengals will not be resumed. Commissioner Roger Goodell issued this statement yesterday. This has been a very difficult week. We continue to focus on the recovery of DeMar Hamlin and are encouraged by the improvements in his condition as well as the tremendous outpouring of support and care for DeMar and his family across the country. We are also incredibly appreciative of the amazing work of the medical personnel and commend each and every one of them. There are some logistical questions now to have as the season moves on, as it pertains to this weekend and the playoffs. For more context on what this all means, Ian Rappaport is with us to help us unpack. Ian, take us through some of the factors on why why this game was canceled and the future. It's not perfect, but logistically, this is what the NFL came up with as far as the most fair and equitable solution for all parties regarding how to deal with the Bengals-Bills game. So, uh, obviously, as you mentioned, the game was canceled. It's not a tie. It's considered officially a no contest, a game that did not happen. And among the reasons why they were able to do this, one, not playing this game wouldn't affect who actually is in the playoffs. That's a really big deal. So the outcome of the game would affect seeding, would affect home field, would not affect which teams got in. The, another thing, if they moved the playoffs back, if they created a week 19, played this next week, Push the playoffs back a week would affect all 14 teams despite just two teams being affected. That was not something that they wanted to do there. And really just for competitive reasons, as far as why the timing was, why they announced it last night at, I don't know, 10 o'clock or whenever that was when they had a decision, the fairest thing was for all teams to know going into week 18 what exactly was at stake. Okay, Ian, so now let's talk about this number one seed AFC championship game. With all of that being said, how does this impact those two things, and what's the solution? I didn't sleep last night, guys, because I was just staring at that 65,000-word email we got from the NFL, all the different permutations of how the Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Baltimore outcomes all affect the number one seed in seeding. So here's what we got. If this all hinges on the Kansas City and Buffalo games this weekend, so really by the end of Week 18, we're going to know. If they both have the same result, if Kansas City and Buffalo have the same result, then if they play in an AFC title game, it will be at a neutral site. So I'll go through it with you. They both win. If they play later, it will be at a neutral site. If they both lose and Baltimore wins, it'll be in a neutral site. If they both lose and Cincinnati beats Baltimore, then a Buffalo or Cincinnati AFC title game against Kansas City would be at a neutral site. So basically, all this means is that we are going to be watching in Week 18 the Kansas City and Buffalo results. We're going to be going by that NFL research chart that I just tweeted and figuring out under what circumstances would we have a neutral site game. And as far as the possible uh, locations for that game, Atlanta, Indy, those would be some of them. Did not sound like Detroit is available at this time if it needed to be. So those are some of the sites to focus on. Ian, stick around because there's another layer to this involving the Ravens and the Bengals. Oh, and we're going to get to that in a, in a <laughs> second. Good luck. Get your coins ready. Let's bring it back to the table here to, to help decipher this. You know, the NFL, there was no right answer in this, and they have some of their best minds working on this day and night. As Ian said, he didn't sleep. The people who were trying to put together these scenarios didn't sleep. 
Today could get very interesting. 24 votes will be needed to get this plan approved, and that's from the owners. That's gonna happen at noon Eastern. Right now, the competition committee suggested this, highly suggested this, and recommended this, that mm-hmm. this is it, but I know folks in Cincinnati are none too pleased. I know there are other teams saying, hey, what about us? Is it? Here's what you need to know, okay? Yep. AFC Championship game will be at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all the AFC Cubs played a full 17-game regular season. So circumstance involved Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for that game as a road team would be this. So just follow me here. I know Ian just went through it a little bit, but scenario one, if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie this weekend, a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be held at a neutral site. That's what's planned. (laughs) Buffalo and Kansas City win this weekend, right? A Buffalo-Kansas City AFC championship game is at a neutral site. Can I ask you, neutral site TBD? TBD, mm. as you heard from Ian. Indianapolis is being talked about. Atlanta could be a possibility. Detroit was mentioned. All right. Oh, Scenario two, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose this weekend, but Baltimore wins, a Buffalo-Kansas City championship game would still be at the neutral site. Okay, so if both the Bills and Chiefs lose mm-hmm. and the Bengals lose, mm-hmm. all right, Buffalo-KC, neutral site. Mm-hmm. Here's the third scenario, you get that neutral site. Buffalo and KC both lose, and Cincinnati wins. Mm -hmm. So Raiders beat the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. okay? Patriots beat the Bills, but Cincinnati takes care of business, beats the Ravens. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Chiefs championship game is at a neutral site. Mm -hmm. Under those scenarios, you get your neutral sites. Have any questions? Take it away. Your thoughts? We'll start with you. We're looking for simplicity in all this. So if Kansas City wins this weekend, if they beat the Raiders, and they are the one, they will play the title game if they reach it, at home at Arrowhead, unless it's against Buffalo, correct? I feel like that's the best way correct? to explain or it. Or Cincinnati. Simply, or Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati? No. I but think no, Cincinnati has to they beat would the have Ravens. More wins than Cincinnati. Yes. The only way, if everyone takes care of business, is if the Bills went out and the Chiefs went out and they end up in the AFC yep. Championship game. Yeah. Neutral site. That one's a neutral site. So neutral Kansas City can go against anybody. Cincinnati, San Diego, LA Chargers. It's it's in Arrowhead unless it's Buffalo. That's how I understand. If they end up the number one seed. No, no, no. If Cincinnati beats if Cincinnati Baltimore wins this and Buffalo loses this weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. Cincinnati would have the same mm-hmm. amount of wins, and then a Buffalo-Cincinnati Cincinnati game neutral site. would be neutral. Right, I'm just treading water till we can get to the coin toss talk. I, that's that's what I want to hear. Ian, Let's do it. Tell us about the yes. playoff scenarios. This is what I'm getting at here: Bengals and Ravens, okay. and how an actual literal coin toss might come into play. We've had coin tosses decide things before, right? Draft spots, who gets the ball to start the game, overtime. This we've never quite had. So here's uh, how it stands. Cincinnati wins the AFC North. We know that. They play Baltimore this weekend. If Baltimore beats them, it will mean Baltimore will have beaten them twice but still lose the division title because of win percentage. The NFL did not exactly think that that was a fair outcome. Cincinnati does. Cincinnati not happy. I would expect them to vote against this today. Anyway, so let's say that happens. If Baltimore wins twice, they will have a coin toss to decide who then uh, would be the host site if they played in a 3-6 playoff game. After that, the seeds would still stand. So let's just say Cincinnati was away for their first playoff game against Baltimore, one, if they were then supposed to be the host for the next game, they continue to be the host. So they could actually play away one week and then host the next week under certain circumstances. Mm. It's nuts. Peter. It's nuts. Ian, it's great. It's great Peter. work from you. Um, great. 
All right, so why is Cincinnati upset, right? And you want to bring this mm -hmm. back to the table here. Cincinnati's upset because why would that game be neutral? Why do they get a neutral field? But why would ours go to a coin toss? It's a valid thing. Now, you're going to hear from a lot of the Bengals players on Twitter today, I'm sure. Joe Mixon already started. Mm -hmm. And you're going to hear from a lot of Bengals fans being upset with how this has worked out. Truth of the matter is, there's no right answer. This, there was no way to do this that was easy. Now, if the Bengals take care of business, all that's moot. Go and beat the Ravens this weekend. There's no coin toss. You take care of business. You win your game Sunday. You are the rightful winners of the AFC North, and you get that home playoff game. If they lose this weekend to the Ravens, a coin flip could decide if there's a potential 3-6 matchup, which team is the home team. Mm. Okay. Jason, take us what? into the locker room. No, where's when, your head? When and you put yourself in the best <laughs> so case is that scenario. How, I mean, I'm not trying to simplify it. Without a, a doubt. If is that I'm, what you're thinking? As I sit at the table and from Ian to Peter and you're going back and forth like this team wins but then that team loses – as a player, just like, all right, how does it impact us? So to your point, Joe Mixon going to Twitter because it's just like, well, if I'm Joe Mixon, as I look at this, if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals player, as I look at this, it's like, well, that, that's against us, that's against us. So all you care about is how it impacts your team. And just like, all right, so all of this, all you're saying is win and we put ourselves in the best possible case. Yeah. All right, cool. Take care that's business. all I need to know. The rest of the stuff right. doesn't apply. Can I, I just have one request? If it comes to a coin toss, and we're all with the NFL Media Group, can we please televise this? Can yeah. we do this? I, I would like to see it. I think it would be incredibly high stakes. Yeah. The At the toss. Combine, they yeah. often have a tie for a draft pick. Uh -huh. The NFL Network does film that coin Let's toss. Let's do it. we got to televise this. That would be very theatrical. Why don't theatrical. we do it right here? I, can we do, do it on the morning football? I'm, we'll be, <laughs> take it very serious. Can we please do that? I'm asking. In a carryover tradition from the holidays, we have games on both Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Get ready. It's going to be the same for the rest of the month. It's going to be awesome. So time now for a segment that we're going to call Weekend Watch because it's not just about Sundays anymore. Get to pick a guy, a player, a coach, whatever you want to do. Who are we watching this weekend, Kyle? Very excited about the Packers versus the Lions. Mm. And I'm actually not going to do Rodgers. I'm going to look at Jair Alexander. Yeah. I'm going to look at him, the corner and the secondary. Love Here's it. the facts, guys. Listen to this. The Packers' defense on this winning streak in four games, think about this, four games they've had nine interceptions as a defense. They're on fire. They're grabbing everything. Nine picks in four games. Jared Goff has zero picks in eight games. Something got to give, my <laughs> friends. What's it going to be? Jair Alexander was amazing last week. He's amazing the last few weeks. This is a great moment for the Packers and their winning streak. It's awesome. He really did win the day, and he won the crowd. He won everything. And now you're going to go against the Lions, and it's uh, Manra, and it's everybody, and it's do it again. Do it again at home on the Tundra. If you break the Jared Goff streak of eight straight games with no picks, I think the Packers are going to win this game. I really do. I think it's somehow with the Rodgers and the running backs and the coaches on the floor, I think a corner for the Packers right now is setting the tone attitude-wise and game-wise. I'm watching him. Mm. I love it. I'm a big fan of Jair Alexander. Love the way he plays, the energy and all. I'm looking at this Titans-Jaguars matchup, and I'm looking at Joshua Dobbs. He'll be his 17th day on the Tennessee Titans. And for them to have a chance, we know it's going to be a big game from Derrick Henry, but he is going to have to perform six years in the NFL finally getting a chance to start last week versus the Dallas Cowboys. Played admirably only in his like seventh day there and now he's getting a chance to have an opportunity to win this game and go to the playoffs. And I'm looking at him because this game means a lot for the Titans organization. They've been at the top kind of lately over the last few years winning the AFC South but they've also had exits in the playoffs these last few years. What does this mean for Amy Adams-Strunk as ownership? The Titans go out there and they're underdogs by almost a touchdown and they lay an egg. 
What happens with the rosters? Tannehill back. Mm. What do they continue to do? How do they move forward with this team? Or is it a little bit of a oh start over? So I'm looking at Dobbs, and I want to see how the Titans I don't know anyone picking the Titans to win this game. You're calling this game. Is it, are you giving the Titans a chance? Of course I'm giving them a chance. They have a really good defense and have a good running game. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. see. Maybe Dobbs can get the job done. We'll see. I think there's a really cool storyline in Seattle this weekend. The Seahawks need a little help. They obviously would need the uh, the Lions to beat the Packers, and they would have to take care of their own business. But here come the Rams, and here comes a guy who was their defensive captain, a Super Bowl champion, and arguably their team MVP for nearly a decade. And that guy's Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner was cut this offseason, and he was very vocal about why he chose to be an L.A. Ram. Yes, he wanted to go pursue a ring with the defending champions. He also wanted to play the Seahawks twice this season, and he wanted to get a chance to get them back. What greater sweet revenge would it be mm. to go and spoil their playoff dreams and really throw this thing up into the ether? Bobby Wagner can go out there, have 20 tackles, two picks, three sacks, and shatter Seattle's Super Bowl playoff whatever hopes and do it in their building. Bobby Wagner, shake things up in the NFC for us, will you? Let's see if he can lead the Rams to victory. In their ether. You know, the AFC has become complicated, and so it feels Indeed. like we've kind of, the NFC, are still kind of complicated on that side, too, mm-hmm. because the Eagles haven't won in the last two weeks. Yep. They haven't had Jalen Hurts in the last couple weeks. Last time we saw him was a win, kind of a benign win over the Bears, but that's when he got hurt. So when he sprained his SC joint mm-hmm. in his shoulder, apparently, He's practicing. Apparently, he looks sharp, according to teammates. Got to knock the dust off. But this is not a game against the Giants where he can just go out there, play a quarter. All right, guys, I'm good. We got that one seed locked up. The Eagles have to win. The Eagles have to beat the Giants. I know the Giants have their five seed locked up, and that's all well and good. But if you're going to play spoiler and if it's going to be a party and a half, the Giants are kind of ripe to disrupt some things for the Eagles this weekend. Jalen Hurts, what are we doing here? What are you? What tone are you going to set in the new year? Coming up. From the NFC back to the AFC. A lot to talk about. Good morning. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my my dance, bro. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's Steve Covino from Covino & Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. 
Like a rugged half-ton tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, football. The Bills tweeting out yesterday that they are back at it and doing it all for three. I mean, who wouldn't at this point? This is a fantastic moment for the NFL and for this team. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture, though, with Buffalo, who currently holds the number two seat. Yesterday's announcement that the Week 17 Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed. Postseason scenarios have gotten a little complicated. But have no fear. (laughs) In the next block, in a couple minutes from now, we're going to walk you through it. And all of the different permutations involving neutral sites. Uh, Coin tosses. Coin tosses. We're going to explain it. We'll get you there. Or Rap Sheet's going to tee us up to try to do so. For now, let's talk Week 18 games, though, specifically in the AFC. Which AFC team's Week 18 performance mm. are you going to be watching the closest, Peter? I think Mike Giardi's done incredible work in Buffalo this week. And one of the things he said twice now on the show is just how exhausted the Bills must be. Mm-hmm. Physically, emotionally, mentally. And Kyle, you have outlined this so beautifully on the show this week. That team has been through so much. It started with uh, you know, their owner and, and her health mm-hmm. over the summer. It went to Dawson Knox, star beloved tight end, his brother's passing earlier this year. It went to multiple weather events. It went to missing Christmas because he had to stay in Chicago and had to drive all over and get your car out and all these things. And then you add this on top of it. Do the Bills have anything left? Because the playoffs are here and they're in. But that two seed and potentially a one seed is important. And when Marv Levy was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, okay. that era went through a lot of ups and that would ultimately end with a lot of downs. And Levy was always looked at as the guy to bring these guys back. Mm. And when they lost their first Super Bowl, Scott Norwood misses the field goal. The team was distraught in the locker room. And Marv Levy, who was a military man himself and was a military historian, looked at his team, sat them down, and in real time recited a poem from Sir Andrew Barton. Mm. Sir Andrew Barton, and the poem is this. Fight on my men, I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and I'll fight again. Mm. And he read that to the, let me read it again to the camera here and think about it as a Buffalo Bill right now with all that you have been through this season and the fan base and the city and every, fight on my men, I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while and then I'll rise and fight again. That was Marv Levy, Mm -hmm. coach of the Bills, Mm -hmm. telling his teammates that and his players and Mm -hmm. his coaches. And they rose and they went back to the Super Bowl and back to the Super Bowl and back to the Super Bowl. The Bills have nothing left in the tank here, nothing. I understand that physically, emotionally, mentally, but can they rise and can they fight again? I am fascinated to see what version of the Bills we get, not only this weekend, but in the playoffs as they do this stretch. If they can find a way Mm -hmm. to just muster enough Mm -hmm. enough to actually hoist that Lombardi, Mm -hmm. it might be the greatest single season triumph we've Mm -hmm. ever seen in the Mm -hmm. NFL. Yeah, I think everybody's going to be looking at them just with 
everything, like you said, they've gone through to see if they have it. And it's just a tough thing to deal with. And the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to stay right in that division, a team that they've played against twice this year, and the Miami Dolphins. And I'm looking at them this weekend because you look at their season. At one point, they were 7-3, and three, and there was no question whether the Miami Dolphins were going to the playoffs. It was whether they gonna re- were going to remain in the number one seed for the AFC. And since then, they've gone on a five-game losing streak, and the team has turned totally around. And they're one game off of being missing the playoffs the same position they were in last year at this point where they lost the game to the Tennessee Titans and just missed the playoffs after going on a late season run. Tua Tungavailoa, we don't know what his status is, but we're going to assume that he's not going to be able to play. Teddy Bridgewater hurts his pinky with the New England Patriots, and now they're turning to Skylar Thompson, a seven-round draft pick. He lit up the preseason, and he's the guy who may have to lead mm. them versus the New York Jets to keep those playoffs and mm. get them in there and an opportunity to compete in the postseason. Uh, I'm looking. Listen, there's so many permutations. I can't take the permutation. Even that word <laughs> makes me break out in hives. I want simplicity. I want to win the game and you're in. <clears throat> and I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Peter, what was it? You lay and, and bleed a while? What was the part of the Marv Levy pump? They they, they bled badly earlier this year. Uh, remember, the Jacksonville Jaguars went to 2-6 and six in losing to the Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. And the season was over, and they're cooked. And then Doug Peterson started to claw and started to fight. And they have done an incredible thing. I, I found an angle that I think is amazing in what Doug Peterson has done. He has taken a team that went from having the number one overall pick in the draft to the cusp of the playoffs. It's a really, really rare thing to do. You pick number one, you're the worst team in the league, and the very next year you make the playoffs. Especially when that draft pick is not a game-changing quarterback, it's this pass rusher who's development. I thought, when's the last time that's happened? When's the last time a team has had the number one overall pick and the next year they were in the playoffs? I'm gonna take a guess, can go ahead. Yeah, sure. Just for the fun of the trip. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Colts with Pagano going down and Bruce Arians and Andrew Luck, was that the team? It's a good guess, Peter. It is the 2013 Chiefs after they drafted Eric Fisher. Guess who was on the coaching staff of the 2013 Chiefs? Let's just have a look. There he is. Doug Peterson is on the last two staffs to say, oh my God, we're at disaster. We're at rock bottom. We have the number one overall pick. Bam, a year later, eight months later, we're in the playoffs. That's it. All he has to do is win this week. Look, he's with Alex Smith. And, of course, Chase Daniel was on that team because Chase Daniel. And they, they went right back to the playoffs. He's going to do it again. We've said it, we've said it since we were in, in London, Jamie. If the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson, he will be the first NFL coach to ever have two statues. He has one in Philadelphia. <laughs> he has one in Jacksonville. This is an all-time leader. I know the divorce with Philadelphia was very strange, maybe regrettable. They're doing great now. I love that man. He's doing incredible things with Jacksonville. Love I it. see your simplicity, and I raise you this right here, this complicated coin toss situation mm-hmm. that involves the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to get to it next on Good Morning Football because anything that involves a coin toss in the NFL, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. Still to come on this show. <laughs> Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. 
Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 